Hi, welcome back to Lit Centric Radio, the podcast that truly is a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Julie Webb. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at Library Lion, a wonderful, wonderful book. If you don't have a copy, you need to get a copy. It's a wonderful book, and it's so endearing and delightful, and people just fall in love with this story, children and adults alike. I love the illustrations. It reminds me of um, kind of some old-fashioned books. Remember those Dick and Jane kind of books? Not that those were the most engaging, but their illustrations were really kind of darling, and they had little watercolors and um, very kind of retro-looking. These illustrations remind me of some of those um, style of books from long ago, although Library Lion is beautifully written. It's a wonderful narrative. It's actually kind of text heavy. It's a longer book than maybe um, you might be used to reading with some of your kiddos, Um, but it's well worth the time and energy. Students love, love, love this book. Um, Parents also love this book. Like I said, it kind of has this nostalgic feel to it, and it really makes it a very endearing story. We're going to take a look at this book for the opportunities that we can use to analyze evidence in the text for much deeper meanings. So stick around and we'll take a look at those things together. If you wanna try out this mentor text in your classroom tomorrow, I've got you covered. Log on to litcentric.com and click the shop tab. I've got links to all the mentor texts and lesson ideas I feature on Litcentric Radio. You'll find downloadable text-dependent questions for your read aloud lessons, writing tasks that reinforce deep comprehension, and videos that show the bridge charts that bring it all together. Check it out at litcentric.com in the shop tab. All right, let's get into today's text with my favorite reader, my daughter, Natalie. All right, we like this book, don't we? Uh-huh. Library. Are you already yawning before we start? No. No, I think you are. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, well, I'll do the reading, okay? Here we go. One day, a lion came to the library. He walked right past the circulation desk and up into the stacks. Look at that. What are the stacks? The stacks of books everywhere. Yeah, the shelves, right? And what's the circulation desk? They have a picture of it. Um, What do you do there? We check out books. Yeah. They help make sure that the books get distributed where they need to go, huh? We were just at the circulation desk yesterday, checking out books. Mr. McBee ran down the hall to the head librarian's office. Miss Merriweather, he called. No running, said Miss Merriweather without looking up. But there's a lion, said Mr. McBee, in the library. Isn't that a sweet, delightful story? It just, it sticks with you long after you've turned that last page. I just love that book. I will never tire of reading that story. Our bridge chart today is going to focus on, like I said, that analyzing evidence for deeper meaning. Now, if you're teaching young students, you may have to take them by the hand and go through and explain some of these things with them. As students get a lot of exposure to this, especially over the years and as they mature and get more kind of life experience behind them, they'll be able to take on more of these um, topics on their own and give you some more ideas um, from their own experience. But either way, it's a great experience for students to walk through and understand some of the, um, how the evidence makes us infer certain things, and we can analyze that to get deeper and broader meanings um, that apply to kind of our everyday life, which a lot of our storybooks are full of. So Library Lion has a great opportunity for us to do that. For our bridge chart, I would divide it um, into three columns, 
and I would label each column with an, a different academic term. One is evidence, the next one is inference, and the last one is analysis. Now, I would actually use this real academic language because the only way my students are going to um, actually adopt these words into their own vocabularies and understand them well is if we use them for you know real purposes in real conversations. So there's no reason why we can't use these types of words um, with our students. Um, the evidence category, we're going to cite evidence, but we're not going to quote it. We're going to cite it through paraphrasing which is another important skill for our students to do. You could do several mini lessons on their own um, with teaching students how to do that. In the inference category, we're going to uh, try to uncover what we think the evidence communicates to us. And the analysis section is for us to think about what does this actually mean for all of us kind of in our life beyond this book, okay? So those are the three things we're thinking about, evidence, inference, and analysis. So I wanted to give you some examples of what uh, might be on the chart. And as you know, if you go to litcentric.com in the shop tab, you can find um, episode four, Library Lion. And uh, there's a link there for you to purchase the book if you don't own a copy already or purchase it for a friend, even better. Uh, wouldn't that be cool if you bought the lesson and bought the book and gave it to one of your buddies, your teacher buddies? That'd be awesome. I'd be so excited if one of my teacher friends did that for me. Um, but take a look at um, the lesson is available there, the text-dependent questions, the bridge chart, a full example, and all the things that you need to teach this lesson and create a chart like this. For now, let me give you some examples of what that bridge chart looks like and to see how the process works. So in the evidence category, um, I actually like to list the evidence um, ahead of time. Uh, for students, and I have it listed in order in the way it appears or in sequence, you know, the way it appears in the book. So the first bit of evidence that I'll, I'll share here, I'll just share a few. Um, it says the lion wandered into the library. So that actually happened. There's no, um, I mean, I could quote around it, but again, we're just trying to paraphrase here. So that's the very first event that happens on the first page. It's part of the lead. Now we have to infer um, why the lion took that action because it's um, a very rare event, right, for a lion to walk into a library. I'm very thankful that there are no lions in my library in our town. Um, but um, in this case, we can infer that the lion is curious about this place that the people are enjoying, okay? You actually might disagree with me and might want to infer something else, and that's totally fine. These inferences I want to kind of co-construct with students and if they have a different thought or a thought I you know haven't considered before I'm happy to add theirs or, or to replace mine with theirs and again if you've got younger students who or the students for the first time doing this kind of activity with you you may have to supply some of these inferences to get them going okay so the evidence is the line wandered in the inference is that he's curious and let's analyze that what is it about that line being curious that matters to us, that matters to the rest of us in our lives? And I might try to say or think about something like, well, it's actually nice to try new things. Curiosity is a wonderful kind of wonderful trait to have and trying new things really enriches your life. And so that's the analysis piece for that part of the chart. Okay. Um, another example of, of evidence from the chart, the library patrons react po positively to the lion. They're really excited that he's there. Now, remember, this isn't Mr. McBee. This is the actual patrons in the library. We can infer in our next category on the chart that the patrons are happy to have the lion in the library. They aren't even scared. So they have positive reactions. We can infer how they're feeling. 
Okay. And we analyze this to think that, you know, it's important to be open to new things and to make others feel included. Okay. Those are really good life lessons for us beyond this book. Those are lessons that my students might come up with some of those ideas on their own. And I could add to that to make it kind of a richer analysis. And the final example today in the evidence category, the lion roared to get Mr. McBee's attention, right? That was a real turning point in the story. And Mr. McBee, we know, you know, runs down the hall afterwards to, to tattle on the lion. Okay, so he roars to get his attention. We can infer that the lion was willing to break the rules for an important reason, for something important, right? And we know that that important reason was Miss Merriweather um, breaking her arm. We can analyze the fact that the lion was willing to break the rules and think about sometimes we need to break rules in order to do what's right. And that's actually something that comes up a lot in our schools. We have students, you know, who maybe bend the rules or, or twist the rules in a certain scenario or a certain instance, and they're not wrong. Sometimes you have to break the rules in order to do the right thing overall. So I hope you I like those examples from the bridge chart. I hope you can take a look at the lesson on litcentric.com. And don't forget to get a copy of this book if you don't already have one. Check one out from the library. Buy one from one of your teacher friends. And we will see you next time. Have a great day at school. It would really help out the show if you could leave a great review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the best ways for other educators to find the show. And share this episode with a teacher friend who you know could take the ideas and run with them. Or share this episode with a bunch of teacher buddies on social media. Every little bit helps the show, which means we can help support more educators, which is the whole point, right?